Psalm 77 tonight, begin to read with me in verse 1. I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and He gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord, my sore ran in the night, and ceased not, my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Say, Law, thou holdest mine eyes waking, I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever, and will He be favorable no more? In His is His mercy clean gone forever. Doth His promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath He in His anger shut up His tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. You can be seated tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the singing tonight. We thank you for the promise of heaven. We thank you for the work that's going on in the prisons. But Lord, it's preaching time now. And I pray that you would help us for just a little while. Might you be honored in this message. And I pray you'd do a work in folks' hearts sitting here that I cannot do. And I pray you'd do a work in my heart that I cannot do. And just help me tonight to be able to preach. And touch me from heaven. Save somebody that's lost. Lord, I pray they would find an abundance of assurance tonight of their salvation. I ask tonight if there's somebody struggling, I pray... That, Lord, you would help that soul tonight. Help us now while we preach. Save that sinner's nearest tale for these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, in this passage of Scripture in Psalm 77, uh, we find that David is uh, dealing, uh, the psalmist is, he's dealing with uh, trouble. Uh, he seems to not be a small trouble either. Uh, we have small troubles and then we have uh, big troubles. Uh, and here it seems to be something that is uh, very big because uh, he talks about in verse 3 how that uh, he is uh, overwhelmed. And one thing mean you have to understand about trouble uh, uh, and, and that of, of just uh, understanding things about trouble is it does come to all. Uh, Job 14 and 1, man is born a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Job 5 and 7, yet man is born unto trouble uh, as the sparks fly upward. And we understand that and we know that. Uh, but here it seems that uh, he is dealing with uh, a great big trouble. And I really don't know what it is that the psalmist is dealing with. Uh, I don't understand. He don't really tell us what is uh, going on right here. Don't know if it is oppression uh, and that of the enemy. Don't understand. It don't tell us. But nonetheless, we know that he's dealing uh, with trouble. Because he says in verse 2, In the day of my trouble. Now, I'm going to say something here, and I want you to listen to me. Uh, if you live long enough, uh, you're going to face trouble. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to have good days, uh, and you're going to have bad days. There's going to be times when you have good weeks, and you're going to have bad weeks, uh, uh, good months, and, and God forbid that you have bad months. Uh, uh, but nonetheless, whether you want to think that you will or won't, uh, uh, you will. I'll guarantee you uh, uh, of that tonight. Uh, but the thing about it is, is if you look in verse 1, that uh, as, as he makes his complaint, 
down through here. Notice what he said in verse 1, that as he cried with his voice unto God with his voice, uh, it said, and he gave ear unto me. Now you have to understand that uh, for one thing for sure, if you're saved tonight uh, and you're in trouble, God will hear you. I'm glad tonight, First Peter 5 and 7, said, Casting all you care upon Him, uh, for He careth for you. I'm glad uh, that He hears us tonight when we cry out. Uh, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we don't think God heard. Sometimes it seems like heaven is shut up like brass. And sometimes it just seems like that we pray and we pray and God ain't moving and God ain't working. But you always remember and keep uh, in your heart that God heard your prayer. But He deals with his trouble. So I want to preach tonight uh, having a thought on in times of trouble, think back. And you'll understand that as I preach tonight. Uh, number one, let's look at his trouble tonight. Uh, if we look right here, notice that uh, the, the awful place that he's in. Uh, he talks about how that in the day of his trouble he sought the Lord, uh, uh, but notice that his sore ran through the night. I believe he's using something figuratively uh, to describe what he's dealing with. Uh, Because he talks about how that his soul uh, uh, refused uh, uh, to be comforted. Uh, as a sore, I mean, we take a physicality uh, and that of a sore of some kind of bull or whatever, and that thing just runs, and, uh, and it sounds kind of gross, but uh, I mean, this thing is not quit hurting, uh, uh, it's not quit running, uh, uh, and I mean, this trouble has uh, captivated him, uh, and it's bothering him through the night. You know, it's one thing to be troubled through the day, uh, and it's another to be troubled in the evening. But when you lay down to go to bed in the night, uh, uh, and you can't find no peace when you begin to lay down uh, and try to go to bed, that's a whole different story right there. Uh, It's one thing to be troubled in the daylight. It's another to be troubled in the night time. You believe what you want to tonight, uh, uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, there's been times that I've laid in the bed uh, uh, and worried. Uh, uh, there's been times that I've sat up uh, uh, and worried. Uh, uh, and you say, Preacher, why would you do that? Hey, it ain't that I ain't praying. Uh, it ain't that I ain't giving it to God. Uh, uh, friend, I'm just telling you, in my heart and in my soul, there were some problems uh, uh, that needed to get dealt with and some trouble. Uh, and listen, the innermost part of him, he could not find peace. He could not find rest even though he had cried out to God. So preacher, that goes against everything that most preachers ever preach. Notice right here, he said my soul ran in the night and ceased not and my soul refused to be comforted. He could find no comfort. And then in verse 3 he said I remembered God And was troubled. (laughs) He didn't say I remembered God and that fixed everything. He didn't say I remembered God and that took care of everything. He said I remembered God and was troubled. I kind of thought about what Job said in Job chapter 23. Uh, He's talking about kind of he's talking about everything that he's been going through and, and he's saying that God has brought him into this. And in verse 15 he said, Therefore am I troubled at his presence when I consider I am afraid of him. For God maketh my heart soft and the Almighty troubleth me. 
Job loved God. You go back to Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2, you'll find that, that Job was a righteous man. He was sold out to God. He was one that eschewed evil. In other words, he ran from it. He had nothing to do with it. He wanted to live right. He wanted to do right. wanted to raise his family right. Had his house in order. Uh, but listen here, he's saying, look, uh, therefore am I troubled at his presence. He said, I'm afraid of him. Here the psalmist is seeing God. I really believe he's seeing God uh, in His majesty, if I could say that. He's seeing God uh, high and lifted up. And, and almost, I'm wondering if he's seeing God in judgment as, as the wrathful God that He can be. Because this thing is bothering him. Something is troubling him. He said, I remembered God uh, and was troubled. And then he said, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. He's remembered God and he could find no peace. He lamented over what was going on in his life. Uh, He's troubled and his spirit was overwhelmed in him. You ever been there? You ever been where? Now listen, I hope you're not there tonight. I really do. I hope you're not there tonight. Uh, But I'm going to tell you sometimes uh, uh, there's things, and I hate that word things, but there's things uh, uh, that come in our life that will overwhelm us uh, if we'll just let it happen. And sometimes even if we don't want to let it happen, it'll still overwhelm us. It it, It took me a long time Brother Marvin, to to understand, uh, sometimes, especially as younger Christians, uh, we we have a uh, an idea of Christianity and an idea of life that as long as we're saved, everything will turn out right, and everything will always be good, and I'll always feel good. That ain't true. That's that's not true tonight. Uh, There's some days I don't feel good. There's some days I don't feel good physically. Uh, There's some days I don't feel good mentally. I'm just being honest with you now. There's there's some days over the years that that I've I've had, and I'm just trying to give you my heart and be honest tonight, there's some days that I've struggled to hold it together, if you want to know the truth. And I've preached on that over the years. And I think this is kind of the place where the psalmist is tonight. Uh, he, he's talking about being uh, overwhelmed. Uh, and, and, and I mean, he's even in a place that, that, that he, he's trying to find God. Uh, when he remembers God, he's troubled in his heart. Uh, he's made his complaint. He's overwhelmed. And the Bible says right here that he is so troubled that, uh, that he cannot speak. This thing's keeping him awake. And he's so troubled. And by the way, this is going to be very simple tonight if you ain't caught on to this. But he says, I can't sleep and I can't speak. Now, when I'm not talking, you know something bad's going on. If Miss Latham over here is not talking, you, you don't know, no, never mind. If, if, if she says something, if she says three words to me by the time she comes in the door, that's been a big conversation some days. She's not a talker. I'll just be honest with you. She is not a talker. Now you put me and Brother Marvin together and we'll talk you to death. Amen. We like to talk, don't we, Brother? I mean, let's just, just call it the way it is. We like to talk. 
But he says, I'm at a place, I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. I almost, I almost think he just, he don't know what to say. And it's almost as though he don't know what to pray. You go to the book of Romans, and we preached on this, what, a month and a half ago, two months ago, about how the Holy Spirit prays for us when we don't even know how to pray. When we don't even know what to utter, that He cries out for us. Listen tonight. He said, I don't even know how to speak about what's going on. He says, I don't even know how to talk about the trouble uh, that I'm in. And and listen, I I want you to understand something tonight. And I know that some people just clam up when they uh, don't know what to say, when they don't know uh, how to say it. And even I get in that place right there. Uh, But but you know, uh, there comes a time. There comes a time you're going to face that. And I don't know why some people face trouble... You ever notice this? Let me say this. You ever notice that some people face trouble more than other people? Now, I'm talking about safe folk here. I mean, it's one thing to be out in the world and face trouble, but it's not. I'm talking about, have you ever just noticed? I'm talking about folk that love God. And uh, it seems like these people over here love God and they're serving God. Uh, and, and they go through very little, it seems. And then you got these people over here that's sold out to God and they're serving God. And man, it just seems like one thing after another. Yeah. I don't understand that. Because if I sure enough had an answer, I'd bottle it up and give it to somebody. I don't understand why it's that way. I mean, I've got an answer to what's going on right here out of this book. We'll see that here in just a second. You know, the Apostle Paul put it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, For we would not, brethren, have to be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. He said, I was pressed out of measure. You ever been pressed out of measure? I mean, you ever just been pressed on so much? I mean, I, I mean that it was just out. He said above strength, it was beyond what I could do. It was beyond what I had. I, I, I'm pressed down. I, I, I'm, I'm pressed out of shape. I, I, and then he said, even so much that I in so much that I despaired of life. This thing was going to kill me. I heard one preacher, he asked me the question the other day, do you think the Apostle Paul was getting tired of living when it was like that? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I know that he despaired of life. And he was in such a spot. You know, when he talks about going to Macedonia, he said, we had no rest. What was it? Uh, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings and within were fears. That verse helped me the day that that thing actually rang into my heart. Does, can I stop here? Can, can, can I just ask you a question? Does, does the Scripture ever help you? Does it help you? I mean, does God enlighten you with some things out of this book right here? Amen. I, I remember, I can think back. I, I can remember reading that passage of Scripture and it's just like a light bulb went on that here I'm reading what the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles that carried the Gospel to the Gentiles. God chose him to carry the Gospel. Amen. And he's saying, without were fightings and within were fears. But then you know what he went on to say in the next verse? But God, who knows how to comfort those that are cast down, he said, comfort us with the coming of Titus. He knew how to handle that situation. God did. But that didn't keep the Apostle Paul from going through what he was going through. So he's troubled. It's beyond him. 
to do anything. You know, the Bible talks about it another time uh, in the book of Psalms. It, it talks about those uh, uh, that were down in the great deep. Uh, uh, and you know what it says when they were in that storm? Uh, uh, it said that they were what? Were at their wits' end. You ever been at your wits' end? Where you just didn't know what to do? You just pulling your hair out? Some of y'all ain't never been there. Because y'all still got too much hair. Amen. I better not pick on anybody tonight. Amen. You say, preacher, if it's like what you're preaching, I don't, I don't want to deal with what you're talking about. I don't want to deal with it either. But he said that they got to their wits end and they cried out. So here we find, notice what he done. He said, I've, I've, I've done this. He said, look, I've, I've remembered God and I was troubled. You ever went to pray and it just seemed to get worse? I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to make cliches tonight or any of those things. I, I, I'm just telling you, I've, I've been there. You pray and it seems to get worse and not get better. Well, then I think I'll quit praying. Oh, don't do that. Because I'll guarantee you it's going to get worse if you quit praying. Because you know what you know what I've learned about praying is is the whole time I'm praying, God is still listening. He may not be moving on my behalf, but I'll guarantee you, He's still listening. He's still watching everything that's going on. Can I ask you something? Do we not care? Do we not feel like the disciples sometimes? When in, was it in Mark 4 when they were in that ship over there? Uh, and, and, and he's on board. He's on the ship. And you know what? They asked the Lord. They said, Master, care so not that we perish? Have you ever looked up to heaven and said, Lord, are you not watching what's going on right here? Do you not see this? Do you not understand what's going on in my life? Now you may not come out and say it that way, but that's kind of what your heart is going to be saying. As a matter of fact, I've pretty much just about said that verbatim before. I said, Lord, are you not paying attention to what's going on right here? So he done something here. He said, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times, and I call to remembrance my song in the night, and I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. I believe he, he in his the action that he takes, uh, he, he begins to look back in the past days uh, when it was better. He said, I've considered the days of old and the years of ancient times. Have you ever looked back and said, uh, boy, it's better back then? Things were better back then. Until you got a then, you can't really say that, but... When you look back and say it's better back then, I'm going to tell you that can almost be dangerous to look back on things like that. I know every one of us has longed for a better day. We've longed for it to be like it was. We felt better, things was better. Hey, I've longed for the days when even church was better. And he says, I've considered the days of old and the years of ancient times. He was thinking back. You know what he said? He said, 
I call to remembrance my song in the night. He said, that song that I have sung before that has helped me. I, I, I've tried that song. I'm saying, you know, Psalm 17 and 3, I'm, I'm glad the Bible tells us that He visits us in the nighttime. I'm glad when it is dark and, and when it is dreary and, and when trouble is coming and we're, and we're awake in the middle of the nighttime because we can't sleep and, and because of the trouble that's on us and, and we're awake, I'm glad that even in the nighttime God will come by. But notice He said, I call to remembrance my soul. I think in verses 5 and 6, uh, he's talking about he's doing things that he has done before. He said, I commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. He begins to talk to himself about the situation that he's in. He begins to look at what's going on on the inside. Why, why am I here where I'm at? How did I get here? He begins to look at the situations that he's in. He begins to examine what's going on in his life. Have we ever done that? We see the trouble that we've got. We see the trouble that we're suffering through. And then in one of those times in the middle of the night, we begin to examine what's going on in our life. How did I get here? Why is this trouble here? Is it something that I've done? Have I brought this trouble on? If I have, uh, Lord, tell me how to fix it. And I'll fix it. Tell me what I've done wrong and I'll, I'll make it right. I just need to get it to go away. Uh, if I've done something, help me right here, Lord. I want to fix this. Amen. And if it is something we've done, I have no doubt the Lord will help us yeah. to see that. He said, my spirit made diligent search. He began to examine himself greatly. He begins to make his argument right here. In his doubt of the Lord, he said, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy cling on forever? Does his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? Oh, has God just quit doing what He said He was going to do? Now think about what He's saying right here for just a second. Will the Lord cast off forever? You know, the Lord has promised to keep us forever and ever. We're His forever and ever. And here the psalmist is thinking, is God going to cast us off? Will Will He be favorable no more to us? Is He not going to smile on me again? Is the sun not ever... You know, what was it that, that we seen the other day in Psalms 119 on Wednesday night? Uh, the psalmist said in one of those verses over there, uh, when he was there, he said, Lord, I, I need you to shine on me. Just need God's glory just to be revealed. And Sometimes, it, to be honest with you, church, if I just know that He's there, I'm, I'm good to go. Yes. Trouble may still be brewing. My heart still may be hurting. I may know that the trouble still are, But as long as I know that I can reach out and touch Him, hey, I'm good to go. As long as I know He's there. But I'm beginning to think, as the psalmist wrote this, he's not so sure where God's at. 
You remember, in, is, it, is it Job? Is it Job 23? Is it Job 23? I believe it's Job 23. Over there where he talks about I go forward and I can't find him backwards and all that. And he says, and on the left where he doth work. You know, and on the right. You know, Job said, I see him, I see him, I see him working for somebody else. I just don't see him working for me. He said, will the Lord cast off? Will he not be favorable? Is his mercy clean gone? Is he not going to have mercy on us anymore? Is his promises going to fail? Has he forgotten to be gracious? In his anger has he shut... You know, he used every, uh, every conceivable uh, way of saying, has God just left me? I can't find his mercy. I'm not experiencing his grace. It seems like God's no longer keeping His Word. And so the psalmist right here, he says, I, I, can't, I can't find any comfort. He says, I'm, I'm thinking about the good times that we've had before, those good days. He's, he's looked inside himself to see what's going on. And he even questions God about whether he's just going to be gracious and merciful anymore. You know, he makes an admission in verse 10. Look at verse 10. And I said, this is my infirmity. That infirmity, talking about a weakness, he said, this is my infirmity. I think what he's saying is, is, is all the way from verses 2... On down to verse 9, this, this is my weakness. This is what I'm having to deal with. Most of us don't like to even think that we deal with weakness or an infirmity. And you can correct me about that later, but I really believe this is what he's saying right here. But in his infirmity and in his trouble, notice what he says in verses 10 and 11 and 12. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. And I will meditate also on all thy work and talk of all thy doings. You know how he's going to triumph over this thing? He's simply just going to remember God. He said, I'll remember the years of his right hand. I'll remember the works that he's done. I'll remember the wonders of old. I'll meditate on his doing. You know what he's saying? I'm going to think back about some things that God has done. I'm going to think back. I'm going to remember. You remember what, what I told you this was? In the times of trouble, think back. Think back to when the time that God answered your prayers. I sat in my study today and I, as, as I was just looking over this uh, message, I, I, I just thought about a few prayers that God had come by and answered. I thought about when my wife was in the hospital uh, with COVID. And, and all I wanted to do was go up out of the hospital and they had her in the COVID ward and they weren't going to let me come in. And I began to pray. And y'all know the story. I've told you this. It, it bears repeating. Brother Peters ain't hurting. Sister Peters ain't hurting. You know, I laid there that night when we come back from the hospital. It was about uh, 4 o'clock when I got in that night. And, uh, and, and I'd just been praying, Lord, just let her give her another test. Let it come back negative. Uh, and and let, her move her, let her move her to a room where I can go up there. 
About 10 o'clock, she calls me the next day. Well, we've got to change a plan, she said. She said, they come and give me a test last night. It come back negative. Now they're moving me to a room that you can come up here. That'll help you sometime. That was, I'm telling you, she rattled it off verbatim while I was praying. What are you going to do with that? I remember sitting in the hospital over here when, it's always my wife's health. She was having MRI done. And I was more worried about how we were going to pay that thing than, than what was going to come out of it. Insurance didn't want to pay for it. We'd paid half of it. We'd run another half on credit. And I knew I was going to have to pay that credit eventually. I knew it was coming. I'm sitting over there in that little bitty old room and I was praying, Lord, you're going to have to do something right here. And I don't remember my exact prayer. I don't remember that. But I do remember praying. And I remember 30, minutes, 30 seconds later, Mitchell Gallion's on my phone. And he said, hey, that, that job you went and looked at I, I, the, uh, about a month ago I, I, in another facility, he said, you can go start that job anytime you want to. Forgot all about that job. Forgot that I'd even looked at that job for the shop. A month ago. He said, you can just go start any time you want to. Most of y'all know this one. That one right there, that's that card that Miss Tammy gave me when I was feeling so down for myself about going to the nursing home and wanting, and wanting somebody to tell me that I was doing a good job and nobody ever did. But Miss Tammy would give me that card when I walked in the door as a Christmas card. And, I, and all I wanted was somebody to tell me that I was doing a good job over there. That I was a blessing. Don't have to tell me I was doing a good job. Just that I was a blessing. And when I walked in the door, she handed me that card. I said it in my Bible. Y'all know the story. I sung. I preached. I remember setting my guitar down up front. Went visited with somebody. And as I was going out the door, I thought, Lord, nobody told me that. And so three or four days later, I seen that card in my Bible and opened it up. And she told me that I was a blessing to her. Begin to pray about radio broadcasts around here. You remember I had just do that about two months ago? That if we needed to drop some, that God would let us know. Or if we need to keep doing what we was doing, we just needed some response uh, on that thing. And I got more response in two weeks than I've probably got in two years. What are you going to do with that? Now, I'm, I'm, being, I'm not being... That's, that, that's not high That's not preacher's hyperbole and all that mess. Listen, that actually happened. I got more in a two-week period than probably I'd had in two years. What are you going to do with that? I mean, I even got stuff off our shortwave broadcast. We very rarely get anything off our shortwave broadcasts. What are you going to do with that? People run you down in the bank out there. I to tell you, hey, I've been listening to you on the radio. What are you going to do with all that stuff? I come in here. I still think about this from time to time. Gathered up. This is when before we remodeled the church, and I just got up here and gathered around the mourners' bench one day and talked to the Lord about building our house. And He done more in a two to three week period than me and Kelly could do in two to three years to make that come to pass. I remember I was struggling about how to do things in the church. We were having some, I mean, it just seemed like we were having red I'm just telling you how God's moved in my life. And that I see Him and that I remember these things. 
I remember we, I, I was struggling in, in how to conduct services, how to moderate services. I mean, we were having some red-hot meetings sometime. and uh, I, I mean, even on Wednesday night, it would get on in here on Wednesday night. and uh, Sometimes I didn't know whether to preach. I didn't know what to do. I, and just trying to figure out. And I remember getting down on my knees in my study uh, and begin to talk to God about to know what to do in services. I remember that. And about three days later, there was a gentleman from the church here knocked on my door, come in and sat down in my living room. We had a little small talk. And then he said, hey, I notice you're having a little trouble in what to do with services sometimes. And then he said this, always remember that it's always right to preach. That, that, that church was founded on the book. And he said, always remember, it's okay to preach. What were you talking about? You're talking about receiving instruction. I was glad to get it. I wanted it and I needed it. But you know, I look back over that stuff and, and when I begin to get troubled in heart and my soul hurts and I, and I don't think God's nowhere around and I, and I don't know where He's at. Hey, I think back to that stuff. I can't make that stuff up, man. I can't make that stuff work like that. I can't make God come by like that. I can't get God to show up like that. I mean, do you think that's all coincidental? I mean, do you think that all these things that I talked about is just coincidental? I can tell you it wasn't coincidental when I prayed for a truck and God showed me a Ford. Sucker sold me on a Ford, though. It's got 276,000 miles and still clicking right along and I'm still driving it. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know why when I get down like what, like what the psalmist was over here when, when he couldn't find God, God wasn't over around and he just felt that way, I, I just think back. I think back to those times. I think back to what the book said. You know, because he goes over here, I'll meditate also on thy wall, on thy work. He, he said, I'll remember the wonders of old. I, I, I'll remember the works of the Lord. I'll remember the years of thy right hand of the Most High. He said, I'll remember everything you've done for me. Hey, you've moved for me. I'll remember everything that you've said in your book uh, and told us. Hey, listen, this book is right. I believe this book. I believe everything in here. They, I believe that the same God uh, that kept that 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 meal barrel and that cruise of oil going for that widow woman uh, over there with Elijah and her son. I believe that's the same God today. Amen. Right. I do. There's been times that I've wondered why I've preached what I've preached, and it's took six months, a year, a year and a half. To wonder why I preach, but then it generally you find out. God kind of lets you know sometimes. I've come in here and preached things that I had no idea why I was preaching, what I was preaching. But then God kind of lets you know. You say, "What's that got to do?" I'm still glad that 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 He He still guides and helps and does what's needed. Notice what he said. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Not only am I going to think on it, but I'm going to tell it. You know one of the greatest things you can ever do is, is just to brag on what God's done for you. Yeah. How that he saved you. 
I'm telling you, you want to win somebody to Christ? Give them this book. I understand that. But tell them what God done for you. Tell them where He found you at and how that He saved you. You know, it kind of makes it personal, don't it? And that's what people need. They need a personal salvation. If you ain't never prayed and seen God move, I, I mean, well, bless your heart. Because, I, I mean, that, that would be pitiful. That would be miserable for anybody that's been saved for any period of time and, uh, and, and have never prayed and seen God work and seen God move. But talk of it. Talking about what God's done for you. Remember he said over here that, that he couldn't talk. You remember that? He was so overwhelmed. He, uh, he, he, said, I, I can't, he said, I can't even uh, speak. He said, I'm, I'm refused to be comforted. I'm troubled when I think about God. I'm overwhelmed. My, my, I, thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. He said, I, I can't even talk. But here he said, when I remember God, when I think back, I'm going to talk about what he does. One, it'll, it, it, it'll, it'll be praise to him, and two, it'll help you to do it. You remember what I said a few, uh, a few Sundays ago when I was preaching on praise? You know, praise, praise will make you feel better. It'll make you feel better. We don't do it because it'll make us feel better, but it will make us feel better. That's a byproduct of glorifying Him. Is it'll make you feel better. It does me. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works or why it works that way. But nonetheless, it does. So you know what he said? But I will remember the years of, thy right hand, of the right hand of the Most High. Remember the works of the Lord. And surely I will remember thy wonders of old. And I will meditate. Also, if thy work, I'll just think back. I'll think back to every prayer that's been answered and every time God's moved and every time God's done something. I remember preaching revival up in the mountains up there. Uh, this was, what, 2016? I think I was preaching for Brother Strickland up in the mountains. And, and, and I remember oh, there was a lot of things happened through that revival. One, me and Kelly was going through a bad time with some stuff. And, uh, and, and I just remember... Uh, Going in on that Thursday night, we'd got some bad news, and I remember coming in, and and man, I was just almost at my wit's end. I'm preaching revival, and, and uh, Brother Caldwell was leading singing up there. This before we come down here, and and uh, he was leading singing up there. And, and y'all know y'all know the story. The very first song we sang that night was 162 out of the Red Bat Book, one of my most favorite songs out of the Red Bat Book, Living by Faith. And I just, I just remember sitting on that front row. It's, church is kind of something like this, a little shorter. And, and, and I said that I was sitting over here. And, and I remember standing and, and, and all I could do was stand there and cry while the church sung, living by faith. Because that's what I was going to just have to put my faith in the Lord and move on. And I remember somewhere around that same time on, on that Thursday, I'm just telling you some things I remember. And boy, to help you. And I remember God just somewhere around Wednesday or Thursday, I, I remember God just dealing with my heart about another message. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I'd, I'd pretty well figured out what God wanted for Monday through Friday. That's what the revival was supposed to be. And as we got toward the end of the week, toward uh, into Thursday and into Friday, and I, I, I remember thinking, boy, if we had another day's worth of revival, I'd preach this other, this other message. And Brother West Strickland had not talked to me about that revival going on any longer. 
All week long, he hadn't said nothing about it. He hadn't done nothing. He hadn't even alluded to it. That we, hey, if this thing gets good, we might go on. He hadn't done that. And so I thought when Friday night rolled around, I thought we was over with. And the last song sung, we give the invitation. He gets up behind the pulpit and he says, all right, we're going to have a song. They're going to come and lead a song. I'm going to go down here and talk to Brother Latham about coming back tomorrow night and see if he'd preach for us another night. Okay, Lord, I understand now why I've got that other message now. See, it's just stuff like that. It's just stuff you can't forget and stuff that gets stuck in your mind and, and stuff you know that God had something to do with it. Because I sure can't make it up. He says, I'll just remember. You know, when you get to the point where you're overwhelmed, just remember. Just remember what God's done in the past. Just remember. It may not fix the problem, but I'll guarantee you it'll sure help you get through the night. And it'll help you get through into the next day. That He's just as real as He's ever been. And yes, He still has mercy, and He still has grace, and His promises are still true. And it's going to go through. Let's bow our heads tonight. If we would.